Leadership is a learned skill. Welcome to episode number 30. In today's episode, I'm going to show you exactly what it's going to take to get you to scale yourself to the C-suite. Listen on. Welcome to Maximize Your Career with Stacey Mayer, a podcast about achieving your career goals while also being yourself. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Maximize Your Career. I'm your host, Stacey Mayer. I am super excited. I actually get to record this episode live during the day. So you might get to hear some uh, little children screaming in the background. Who knows? (laughs) But I do notice that my energy is quite different than when I've been recording these episodes lately um, during the pandemic at nighttime when the house is actually nice and quiet. So I decided to give it a try today. So hopefully it works out. I think it will. And most of you guys are probably so used to hearing random things in people's backgrounds on Zoom calls. So this is definitely our new normal. Um, So before I get started in today's episode, I want to make sure that you guys have taken a moment to listen to the episode I recorded last week, an interview with Trudy Bourgeois. Oh my gosh, it is an absolutely incredible interview. When I was going back last week and editing it and thinking about it and just all of the wisdom that is packed into that episode about how you can begin having courageous conversations at work, how you can speak up about about issues that matter most, and more importantly, what it's going to actually take to get you into those positions where you can actually have influence and power at your organization. So I encourage you to go back and listen to episode number 29, um, A Courageous Conversation About Race with Trudy Bourgeois. An incredible, eye-opening, amazing, and I listened to it several times and still get something out of it. So do that. (laughs) That's your homework before we get going. And as I get into today's episode, speaking of getting you into the executive suite, getting you into a senior leadership position, this is my goal. This is the work that I do. I am a promotion strategist who helps you get promoted. Today, I'm going to be talking about what it's going to take to actually get to the C-suite. So I'm going to show you the skills. I'm going to show you um, exactly what I've been learning from the executives that I work, what works, what doesn't work, what matters, what doesn't matter. And I'll be breaking that all down for you in today's episode. To start off with, I want to talk about the C-suite. Oh, the glorious C-suite. One of the challenges with the type of people that I work with is that a promotion isn't always on their radar. It's not the first thing that they think of when they wake up in the morning. And so what ends up happening to them is that because they're so focused on their work and doing a good job and making sure that their work speaks for itself, as they continue to move up the leadership ranks, They haven't put the adequate time and attention into their own professional development. And so then, unfortunately, they get glossed over. They get passed over for a promotion. So if you're somebody who's ever had someone hired in above you, um, I had a client who... um, we right when we first started working together, she's an incredible vice president of sales at her organization, amazing, amazing woman, and um, just really an extraordinary leader. 
She thought that she had made it clear that obviously she wanted the next level in her career. She thought that she had done all the right things to really set herself up. But when an opportunity became available to hire the next level up from her, they went with somebody on the outside. And, you know, frankly, it was hard for her to hear right? And it's, it's one of those things that happens over and over and over again. And the biggest thing that you need to know is that you actually actively have to be going for a promotion, especially at the senior executive level. They're not just going to happen for you anymore. And here's the other thing. If they do just happen, so I get a lot of clients that are vice presidents that have um, found their way and, you know, they didn't focus on their professional development. They focused on doing a good job. Work speaks for itself. I'm an, a, you know, a great people leader. My team loves me. All of that amazing, wonderful and very important stuff got promoted. But then they have a different set of problems, which is that they're invited to the leadership team meetings now. They have a seat at the table, but nobody listens to them. And they can start to internalize that and feel like, oh, maybe it's because it's my fault. Maybe it's because I'm not doing something right. The only thing that they're not doing right is communicating effectively. So you have to actually learn the skills that it's going to take to get you out of the weeds and to start thinking more visionary, to think more strategically, and to learn how to manage up, to learn how to actually speak in executive team meetings. That's a skill, right? So when we think about the C-suite, the first thing I'd like you to entertain is that it's possible. It is possible, no matter where you are in your leadership path, to someday be in the C-suite. This is totally possible for you. It is not only possible for you to get in the C-suite, I think it's imperative. So if you have the desire and you know that your work stands for itself, that you are a great leader, that you, of course, have room to grow, right? You, of course, have things to learn. But you know in your heart that you would make a really darn good CFO. Then do it. Let's make it happen. And let's make it happen in a way that you don't get there and then burn yourself out. You don't get there and then take all this time and energy away from your family, there is a way to actually move up the corporate ladder and along the way do it so that you can actually thrive at the senior executive level instead of tread water, right? That is absolutely my goal. So the first thing I want you to do is just name it. Say, yeah, you know what? And, you know, there was a a, a woman I heard speak, oh gosh, about five years ago on a panel and she was, a, um, she, she was actually the COO of her organization. So she has a lot of very direct conversations with the CEO. And she actually told him one time, she said, I want your job, <laughs> you know? And she passed him in the hall and she said, I want your job someday. I want to become CEO. And he just kind of like, he was taken aback. And the, the fact is she was taken back. She's like laughing. She's like, oh my God, is that even possible? Like, how is that possible? You know, obviously she's even telling the person who's in the role, like, how is that even possible? And not only is it possible for her to become CEO, but she did it. She did it, of course, at a different organization because, you know, her boss, the, the actual CEO didn't leave, but she did it, right? She made it happen. But it all starts with that giggly dream, that giggly desire and that giggly like, oh, that's actually possible. 
Another thing I want you to check in with yourself is like actually look at your boss. <laughs> and you know, this is kind of a funny thing because you wouldn't really do this at work or tell anybody this out loud. Um, but certainly tell me I have my clients, I ask them this question all the time. And they tell me as their coach, you know, yeah, you're right. Um, so here's the question. Are you better than your boss? Are you better at your job than your boss? Like, do you have better ideas than your boss? Do you see things differently than your boss? Now, if you have an incredible, amazing boss and you're like, nope, not at all, you know, that's fine because what I'll notice is that with the really talented managers that I have, um, even if their boss is absolutely incredible, they could say, you know what, at least I would be on par with her. You know, I would actually, um, I think I could do the job just as well as her, right? So that's a place to start. But here's the funny thing is that I think 80% of the people that I meet are like, yeah, I am. <laughs> I am better than her. I am better than him. I could, I do see things differently. Oh my gosh, my leadership team, the CEO, they're not even paying attention to all of these things. So I also want you to recognize that you do see things. Like I don't have to teach you as your coach how to think of strategy. I don't have to show you what it means to actually be strategic. That is not part of my job. What my job as your coach is, is to show you how to communicate that strategy, how to actually inspire a vision from other people, how to motivate, right? These are the skills that we didn't take the time to develop along the way. We don't know inherently how to manage up. Um, I actually, I just had this conversation with, um, actually, it was a potential client. So it was a, a woman that I was having a, um, a conversation with. And she said that, you know, one of the biggest things that worked for her in her career is really thinking about the senior executives as just quote unquote people too. Right. And I think that there is something to be said for that at like really early on in your career, because you might be so intimidated to even have a conversation with a senior executive because you think that they're so important and high and mighty and you don't want to even bother them. And so just thinking the, of them as normal people with families and challenges and all that stuff is really great. So that's kind of like what got you here, right? Like that that's a good thing to think of at the senior management level, you know, right? Like when you're first getting into like those higher level leadership positions. But when we think about scaling to the C-suite, it's a little bit different. Um, what it looks like when you think of your senior executives, I actually want you to think of them as VIPs. Right. And what I mean by that is they aren't like everybody else. Um, they have different agenda items than you do. They they have a different focus than you do. They are worried about different things than you are worried about. And I find people in their communication in terms of managing up and speaking to senior executives, they fall in one of two camps. They either fall into the camp of, I don't want to bother them. I, you know, I just, I, whenever I talk to the CEO and he asks me, you know, how things are going, I just say, oh, great, you know, things I'm working on this. And the, you know, it's like you give a task update because you don't want to bother them. 
Or they do the opposite. They completely talk about all the wrong problems. So they get flustered and they say something like, oh, well, we're working on this, but you know, Susan is having trouble with this and we're not really sure. And now they're like going on and on and on um, with the senior executives and they're just like, you know, stone faced and like, oh, okay, that's nice. All right, I'll talk to you later. So what is the result that you receive in either of these situations? You know, what is the outcome? What actually happens when you don't speak up? So when you don't speak up, that could be a safer approach, right? To just say, oh, everything's great. (laughs) You know, yeah, it's safer, but it's not going to get you anywhere. It's not going to get you more resources for your team. It's certainly not going to get you promoted. It's not going to get you more respect. It doesn't build trust with the leadership team. All it does is say, yeah, that person's kind of nice. But kind of nice is not what gets you into a senior executive leadership position. If you do the opposite and you go on and on and on and on and on, what that teaches them and the result that you get is that it teaches them that you can't strategize. You can't synthesize a point. You aren't sure about what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. You don't have the bigger picture in mind, even if you do right? Even if you do see and know all of those things in that particular communication with the executives, you didn't exhibit that, right? So what we're working on and thinking about as you start to scale into the C-suite is not just being a great leader at your team, not just being a really good at the work that you do. But when you're thinking about Scaling to the C-suite, it is so much more about communication. It's about perception. It's about trust. And all of these words are very loaded, right? Like people say, well, you know, I don't want to come off as inauthentic, right? Because we want to be extremely authentic, right? We, you know, I don't want to come off as self-serving. Like every time I talk to my boss, I'm like, I want a promotion. I want a promotion. I want a promotion, right? Like that doesn't feel good to us. So that's not about, that is not effective communication. But when I talk about effective communication, I mean that every leadership meeting that you're attending, especially with the executive meeting, you know the why. You know the outcome you want to get from that meeting. You're able to synthesize points. When you're able to speak up, you're able to interject. And I don't care if you're an introvert or an extroverted personality preference, you have the ability to do these skills. In fact, I think that people with an introverted personality preference are actually better at this work, right? They are the ones that are truly able to synthesize because they're doing all that work work ahead of time in their head. So they don't run the risk of jabbering on and on and on in front of the CEO, right? So it is so imperative that you do that at every single meeting. The same thing goes for you taking your own professional development seriously. So it does not look like going into your boss's office every two weeks and talking about wanting a promotion. But what it does is it's clear that you know where your strengths are. You have a very clear vision You know what it's going to take to actually get there. It's basically like you're interviewing constantly. So, you you know, when you're interviewing for a new job and you get clarity in all these things like your strengths, your weaknesses, what you're looking for, like all of that stuff, you have that top of mind all 
the time. It's always right in front of you, right? So you're always thinking about like where it is that you're headed and why you were so darn qualified to get there. So now when you have conversations with your boss, not only are you talking about the strategy and vision for your team and what you're working on and the deliverables and you have like a very specific communication with that, you're also communicating why and how things are working. Um, I tell my clients all the time, it's important to show your work, right? Your boss can't read your mind. The leadership team cannot read your mind. You have to tell them how you came up with and how you actually solved for this particular problem. That is different than going on and on and on and on and on about all the things that you're working about. So there's a way to synthesize even that, right? And so that you can communicate even that effectively to senior leadership. So you're having conversations, you're thinking about your own professional development, right? So these are the first two steps to scaling to the C-suite. Learn how to manage up, learn how to communicate effectively, and then learn how to communicate your own needs and your professional development goals all along the way. Because somebody who takes their professional development seriously is somebody who actually cares about working for my company, right? They're actually somebody who is invested, that is here for the long haul, that actually cares about their work, that wants their work to matter, that, you know, wants to make a truly a bigger impact at the organization, that isn't afraid to speak up when things aren't working, you know, you find out ways to do this. And now the other thing that I want you to think about as you're scaling to the C-suite is what actually matters to you as a leader, right? What are your core values and what is the impact that you want to be making at an influential level? So many people I meet feel very stuck because they've been at their organization for eight years or 15 years, right? So they feel like they don't want to go outside, but yet the people internally know them so well. And so it's really difficult to break out of these old habits and break out of this. And first of all, what I'll say to that is the di- the only reason that it's difficult to break out of the old perception of you is because you're trying to solve the problem the problem with the person who created it, right? So you're trying to solve it yourself, basically, without a coach or without mentors or a guide or somebody from the outside that's actually going to give you a bigger perspective on how to actually solve this problem. So whenever we're like trying to get over a perception gap or something like that, you're working on it internally in your own brain, and it makes it way, way, way harder to really see an out. And so that's why we end up just jumping ship and going to a totally different company. But if you're somebody who really wants to make it work at your organization, regardless of the perception of you thus far in your career, it is totally possible to break and change that perception with the right skills and with knowing what your blind spots are along the way. So when you're thinking about your values and you're thinking about what actually matters to you, the reason why this is so important is, yes, you're going to share it sometimes with people. You're actually going to tell people what those values are and what your leadership style is, but it's a core motivator, right? So as we continue to move into and scale towards the C-suite, you know, life does get harder, right? We're in the spotlight more. We're making harder decisions. We're pissing more people off, right? We're not able to be um, the the likable middle manager that we used to be, right? Like we, we do have to do quote unquote harder things. So we have to remember what is the reward, 
right? Why is it that I'm making this impact? Like if I work for a pharmaceutical company and I've been there for 15 years and I, I really honestly know at that executive level what is going to help our organization. If I want to be and have a seat at the table so that I can mentor other people, so that I can bring other leaders up throughout the chain of command, right? So that I can be someone's best boss, right? Like what are those things that really matter to you to go out and get that seat at the table? Like why why does it matter? Do you want to be a role model for your own children? Do you want to show them what's possible? Do you want the money that comes along with it, the status? But I, 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 I say status in, in the sense that you've accomplished something, that you've achieved these career goals, right? And that, and that you're actually making an impact. It's not just about the title. But, you know, money is a huge factor in it, right? If you have the financial resources to take care of your family, to do things for your extended family. So just get really clear on what your motivating why is. What is that big why? And why is it that it's so important for you to scale yourself to the C-suite? It's 150% possible to do so if you have the desire to get there. No matter where you're at now, it is absolutely possible. There is a step-by-step process to getting you to the C-suite, and it starts with communication. So listen, we need more powerhouse corporate leaders. We need executive leaders exactly like you with the skills in their back pocket to actually advance their career to the next level. And I can help you do that. If you are somebody who has the desire to make it into the C-suite, then I have a proven methodology that coaches corporate managers to go from under-recognized, underappreciated, and underpaid to respected rising stars in just six months. If you want to learn more about my one-on-one coaching program and map out a strategy specifically towards your own unique career goals, then schedule a free career strategy session. You can apply at stacymayer.com slash apply. That's S-T-A-C-Y-M-A-Y-E-R.com slash apply. And I will show you exactly what it's going to take to get you into the C-suite. See you there. Bye.